The following is an encore presentation of Everything Everywhere Daily. This week, I'm going to be publishing some of my favorite episodes from 2021, and I will be back again with brand new episodes on Monday, January 3rd, 2022. When you think of battles involving swords and longbows, you're probably thinking back to the time of Braveheart, or maybe the Battle of Agincourt. But what if I told you that those weapons were being used much more recently in a modern mechanized war? Well, at least one guy was using them in World War II. Learn more about Mad Jack Churchill, the man who brought ancient weapons to a modern war, on this episode of Everything Everywhere Daily. This episode is sponsored by ButcherBox. Summer is right around the corner, and that means cookouts. No matter what your preferred food is for a cookout or a barbecue, ButcherBox can help you make it the best. If you want to serve up some hamburgers, ButcherBox has grass-fed ground beef to make the perfect smash burger. Want to cook up some steaks? Well, ButcherBox has that too, with some of the best cuts of steaks such as New York Strip, ribeye, and filet mignon. Do you like grilled chicken? Well, ButcherBox has some of the best pasture-raised chicken that you will find anywhere. And if you really want to wow people at your next cookout, you can try grilling some of their wild-caught salmon on a cedar plank. Sign up at ButcherBox.com daily and get a special deal. ButcherBox is offering my listeners a free-for-a-year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breasts, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at ButcherBox.com daily and use code daily to choose your free-for-a-year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time, or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club, Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. Jack Churchill was born John Malcolm Thorpe Fleming Churchill in the then British territory of Ceylon in 1906. His life reads like an adventure novel for boys from the era of the British Empire. If there were a contest for the most interesting man in the world when he was alive, he most certainly would have been on the shortlist. His father was a civil engineer. After his stint in Ceylon, his family moved to Hong Kong, where he became the director of public works. Jack was sent to school on the Isle of Man, and then attended the Royal Military College at Sandhurst, and graduated in 1926 when he began his military career. And what a career it was. He was assigned to Burma with the 2nd Battalion, a.k.a. the Manchester Regiment. While in Burma, he taught himself how to play the bagpipes, and he also purchased a motorcycle which he drove across the entirety of Burma and India. He was extremely eccentric, to say the least. He was frequently reprimanded for things like using an umbrella on the parade grounds, playing his bagpipes at 3 in the morning, and using non-military-approved equipment like a hot water bottle to keep him warm. 
When he returned to England, he left the military and took a job editing a newspaper in Nairobi, Kenya. He also did some male modeling and had bit parts in movies. He briefly appeared in the films A Thief of Baghdad and A Yank at Oxford. He had two talents that got him roles in films, his bagpiping and the fact that he was an excellent archer. He was runner-up in the 1938 military piping competition at Eldershot Tattoo, which was a military competition, and the only non-Scotsman in the finals. In 1939, he represented Great Britain at the World Archery Championships in Oslo. All of the things he did up until this point were very interesting, but if that had been the extent of it, I probably wouldn't be doing an episode on him. It was in 1939 that Germany invaded Poland and Britain entered World War II. Jack joined the army again and resumed his commission with the Manchester Regiment. He was sent to France as part of the British Expeditionary Force. And here is where you have to throw everything you know about how people fought in World War II out the window. In addition to the personal items which every soldier has, Churchill brought with him three things. His bagpipes, an English longbow, and a Scottish broadsword. Here I'll refer you to my episode on the English longbow and how it could be accurate as a weapon up to 200 yards. In May 1940, near the French village of Les Pinay, Churchill led his men on an ambush of a group of German soldiers. He used his longbow to kill one of the Germans, which was the only known case in the entirety of World War II where someone was killed in combat with a bow and arrow. He then gave the signal to attack by lifting his broadsword in the air. At the Battle of Dunkirk, he was an inspiration to the soldiers who were surrounded. One soldier noted in his diary, quote, one of the most reassuring sights on the embarkation from Dunkirk was the sight of Captain Churchill passing down the beach with his bows and arrows. His high example and his great work were a great help to the 4th Infantry Brigade. Unquote. Once he returned from an ambush and his neck was bleeding, when asked what happened, he matter-of-factly replied, German machine gun. It was here he earned the name Mad Jack and Fighting Jack. After the Battle of Dunkirk and his return to England, he decided to become a commando. Because, of course. In 1941, his commando unit took part in Operation Archery, which raided the German-occupied Norwegian town of Vogsey on December 27, 1941. He jumped off the landing ship, playing March of the Cameron Men on his bagpipes, and threw the first grenade leading his men into battle. In recognition of his actions, he received his first military cross, the third highest honor in the British military. In July 1943, he was the leader of the second commando unit, which landed in Catania, Sicily. He hit the beach with his longbow, broadsword, and bagpipes once again. He was reported as saying about his sword, quote, Any officer who goes into action without his sword is improperly dressed. One day, he took a corporal and snuck into a German observation post outside of the town of Molina. With just his broadsword and the corporal, they managed to capture 42 German soldiers. For this, he was awarded the Distinguished Service Order. In 1944, he and his commandos were sent to support the partisans fighting in Yugoslavia. During a raid on a German position, his unit was wiped out by a mortar round. He was the only person who survived. The only reason he survived was because he was a few feet away from the rest of the group playing his bagpipes. He was simply knocked unconscious. He was captured by the Germans and became a prisoner of war. At first, the Germans thought he might be a relative of Winston Churchill because of his name. He was flown to Berlin for questioning, and afterwards, he was transferred to the Sachsenhausen concentration camp north of Berlin, which was used for political prisoners and other high-ranking officials. He, of course, managed to escape by tunneling out of the prison along with three other British officers. They were captured on the Baltic coast near the town of Rostock. In April 1945, just as the war in Europe was nearing its end, 
he and 139 other high-profile prisoners were transferred to the South Tyrol region of Italy. This was under the direct order of Adolf Hitler. The prisoners were to be used to negotiate with the Allies to try to gain concessions. The prisoners were guarded by Nazi SS units. They expressed their concern to a German officer that they feared they were going to be executed. After a tense standoff between the SS and members of the German Wehrmacht, the prisoners were released. Churchill and the others walked 150 kilometers to the town of Verona, Italy, where they surrendered to the Americans. As the European theater of the war was ending, Churchill was then sent to Asia to fight the Japanese in Burma. However, when he arrived in India, the war had already ended. He was reported as saying, quote, If it wasn't for those damn Yanks, we could have kept the war going another ten years, unquote. After World War II, he still wasn't done fighting. He then trained as a paratrooper and was assigned to British Palestine to help oversee the transfer of the territory. He was involved in an incident known as the Hasada Medical Convoy Massacre, where 78 Jews in a medical convoy were killed in an ambush. He tried to stop the attack and later led the evacuation of 700 Jewish doctors, students, and patients from Hebrew University. He had a bit part in the 1952 movie Ivanhoe, where he was an archer. He then went to Australia to teach at their military academy, where he picked up surfing. In 1955, he became the first person to surf the tidal bore on the River Severn in England. In his retirement, he was still very eccentric. When he got an office job, every day on the way home from work while on the train, he would throw his briefcase out the window. One day, the conductor asked him why he did that, and he said, I throw it into my own backyard so I don't have to carry it home. Mad Jack Churchill passed away at the ripe old age of 89 in 1996. After his death, one British newspaper wrote in their obituary, quote, Had Churchill not existed, it would have been impossible to invent him. No fictional hero with his story would ever seem credible. The associate producer of Everything Everywhere Daily is Thor Thompson. Today's five-star review comes from Podcast Republic. Listener Jim Kerman writes, I'm lucky to have a short work commute. I can usually fit three, maybe four episodes in my daily round trip. The variety of topics gives me a quick education on a number of topics that I would have never sought out on my own. Cheers. Thanks, Jim. I've literally have as many shows on my to-do list as I've done episodes so far. And that should be enough to keep your commutes interesting for at least a while longer. Remember, if you leave a five-star review, you too can have your review read on the show. <laughs> 